Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. But, um, so let me talk to you a little bit tonight and... I, I want to uh, teach on a theme. We are in a season of prayer and time of prayer. In fact, we've never had this many people join us in our devotion. Uh, we have nine, as of the last time I looked, 98 people that are going through our devotion with us, and that's really fun. And so uh, if you want to jump on there, you can find that on our Facebook page, Facebook link. We're doing that through version. just a short little devotion. Uh, it, but it gets you started. It gets you, it gets you moving in that direction and uh, start getting in the Word of God again. And hopefully, we, we, you know, it's a start. So we hopefully that feeds off and, and, and you can go other places from there. But it's a start for you, and I think it's healthy. And plus, you see a lot of writings from people in our church, and I think that's healthy too, so that's fun. And feel free to write. You don't have to write anything, you know, just great revelation. Just write something, you know, good morning, whatever. It just, just write something And so if you, if you like to. And then so we're doing that. We're doing the, the fasting, and we're just kind of really letting everybody lean into your own way of fasting. And, uh, but find something in these next 21 days. Find something. Find an area. And I, I, I like how one of the ways I said it Sunday, find an area that makes you hunger for more for God. So whatever that may be, I mean, uh, that may be retiring social media or for a little while or, or what, what, you know, whatever, food, of course, and um, whatever. But just find something that brings out or maybe a, a, a um, smorgasbord of a few different things uh, if you're like me. And so um, look at that, and we're really working together. And then also, that's a 21-day thing, and then also during this 21-day, we really would like for you to lean into praying with us. And so we said from 5.30 to 8, the church is going to be praying. Uh, of course, everybody wakes up at different times, but um, somewhere in that, we're hoping you find a, a time to pray and so that you can be praying with your church family and praying the, the hand of God on your own life, first of all, and, and uh, all that good stuff. But then pray for your church, pray for your pastor, pray for your pastor's wife, pray for your st- the staff, pray for... My God, just pray for everything. Just pray for everything. But I'm going to talk to you tonight, and I hope tonight's lesson um, makes you, uh, makes you um, pray with more um, boldness, more boldness, uh, because I really feel good about what I'm going to talk about tonight. I want to speak to you tonight on earth controlling heaven. Earth controlling heaven. When I make the statement of my title, Earth Controlling Heaven, may make you say, what? Uh, that, that doesn't really sound like it sounds right. That sounds like bad theology or something. And I, you may say, I always thought that heaven was in control of earth, but this title kind of has that all backwards did you misquote it pastor or so let, let's look at a verse and you tell me all right you ready Matthew chapter 18 verse 18 and I, I hope you're taking notes or something tonight because I think this is going to help you Matthew 18 18 says this in fact would you read it with me y'all ready y'all want to stand stand and let's read the word really powerful ready here we go here we go whatever 
you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you Is that good stuff right there? Man, that's good stuff. Can you give the Lord a, 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 some love on that one? I love that. I love that. That's New Testament stuff. You may be seated. To me, that says that earth, look at this scripture. I want to leave it up. Look at that. Earth is governing heaven in some way, or earth is controlling heaven in some way. There's a lot of license in here for us to see the power of the church. And now I want to say this just to make sure that you know it's not bad theology, is that we're not robbing God of his throne. We're not saying that God is no longer sovereign, all right? We're, we're not we're getting anything weird here. But from our perspective, from earth's perspective, from, from humanity's perspective, the infants, the emphasis in this scripture is definitely on earth. It's definitely on earth. That is the action on earth that establishes the will of heaven down here. It is what we do. From our perspective, when we read this text, earth binds or looses first and in a sense heaven heaven is waiting for earth to act y'all see what i'm saying by looking at that verse so that so things that oppose god in this world in our communities and in even the king, kingdom of god they are to be bound Things that are against his will in heaven are to be bound by us on earth. And things that agree with God are supposed to be loosed. The influence, to, to influence us and, and, and those around us. So it, it doesn't, the will of God, let me, let me state this because I want you to understand what I'm saying. The will of God is in heaven. Now, now, what I'm about to talk about here for a second is a very confusing thing for people. And, and, it, and, it, and you can get really messed up in prayer on this. And I'm one of those back when I was still um, working with Rex Johnson in Austin, Texas, I hit a moment uh, where I got confused by, by this, what I'm, what I'm saying here. And the whole will of God thing and why do I pray if it's God has a will? Uh, I don't know. If you have never hit that, you probably are not human. Uh, because in your spiritual walk with God, you hit a moment and you go, I don't know exactly why I'm praying if God already has his will and he's going to do what he wants to do anyways. So what am I praying for? Anybody been there? I uh, was speaking with my nephew during the holidays and it was so cute because he's really growing in God and he hit this wall. Bam! I mean like, wham! And uh, I was able to kind of, I hopefully help say a few things maybe that, that helped him because... 
I hit that wall. And I'm really not going that, that deep, deep into that tonight, but really this kind of can touch on that a little bit because um, the will of God is in heaven. God has his will, and we are thankful that it's his will because his, greater, his will is greater than my comprehension, and he, he, he knows best. The, the will of God is in heaven. But the implementing of this begins on earth. And then heaven comes in behind it. Let me give you a a great, I think, even an Old Testament uh, look at this. And that is in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 9. The Bible says, and this is Moses speaking into Joshua, or speaking to Joshua. Look at this. Choose up some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. And so Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, look at this now closely, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let it down, Amalek prevailed. Now, look at this really close for for just a second. Heaven, the the issue was already decided. It was spoken into existence. It was was passed down to, to Moses and Joshua what they were supposed to do. Heaven had already made its decision that Moses was supposed to win in this situation. Do y'all see that? But earth, and I'm using that because of the text of Matthew 18, 18. Earth had to step into it to to make sure that it took place. So earth had a huge, big part of this. So the will of God was that Moses would win, right? But we see where Moses, whether his hands went up or his hands went down, in other words, Moses in the process of the loosen and the binding in this situation really determined the, the direction of the battle. So before it happened, it was already decided, but, but by Moses in his intercession and his prayer before God, and raising his hands, we see heaven controlled by man's obedience. So man steps in and is obedient. Moses steps in, he's obedient, he's in prayer, he's in intercession, boom, the, the battle's going forward, they're being victorious, boom. And you say, why in the world would this happen? I want to say, thank God it happened. Because it, and I'm going to hit this a number of times, but it shows the power and the, the, that God has laid upon the body of Christ that you and I are not some Christian blobs in a church 
that God has directed somehow in the heavenlies that says just put them on autopilot and send them out. But he looks down and he gives Jimmy the power. He gives Karen the power. He gives all of us the direct power to be involved in the Christian process. Now that just fires me up. Because if that's not true, we don't need 21 days of fasting. We don't need 21 days of prayer. We don't, need, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. We just need to be on autopilot, show up, and go to heaven together. But the fact of the matter is God put us in the process that he lets us so much in the process that my prayers mean something when it ties into God's will. Does that, does that make sense to anybody? If so, just give the Lord a hand clap or something just to give me hope. So, in heaven, God wants the children of Israel to be victorious. We know that. We know this by the story. Yet on earth, if Moses did not hold up his hand, Israel was defeated. And they could have lost the battle that day. I, don't, I do not mean that we can make God do what he doesn't want to do. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Far from it. Rather, it means that we can implore or we can pray or we can appeal for God to do what he desires to do. I do not want to hold, bind up the hand of God and what he wants to do. I want to bind up and tie up with what God wants to bind up, but I want to loose what God wants to loose. Amen? I don't want to be a conduit that stops up the will of God that he has flowing in, but I want to be an open conduit. I want to be an open, I don't want anything stopped up. I want to be an open conduit where his spirit flows, where his will flows, where his work flows. Amen? I don't know why, but for some reason, he said, I want you to pray. I don't know why he put that much trust in you and I, but he said, I need you involved in the body of Christ. I need you involved. And oh, I'm so, so glad he did. In fact, really, to be honest with you, this is the foundation of prayer. It's the foundation of prayer. And we can, we can go to God and we can pray according to his will and we can ask for things that he already wants for us. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why one of the things that we pray is, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. But he wants me to pray that prayer. He, he gives me, my, my mouth, my voice, my life, the, the, the power and the authority to pray that prayer. And I love it as he says, bind up those things that need to be, loose those things that needs to be loosed. And so, do you see now why the word says, we should come with boldness before the throne of God. We should come with boldness before the throne of God. So God's, uh, I'm gonna, I shouldn't do this because it, it, it's not a good, great analogy, but we've got, if you can, if I can put God in, 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 a, in a box for a minute, sorry, that's, I told you it's not a great, great analogy. But I've got God, if we can get God in heaven sitting here and, and he's on this throne and I'm stepping in and he is wanting to pour out his blessings 
and he needs the church to connect with his will. I want to do great things for Parkway. I want to do great things for the people of Parkway. And I'm not saying just here, but you know what I mean. I want to bless. I want to do these things. And I step into his throne room. He said, come before me with boldness. Man, I've got power and authority because of his, his, he's licensed that to me. And I step in with power and authority and I start praying, God, let your will be done. God, let your power, let healing take place in this. Let victory take place in this. God, I know you want to bless this man, but God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus, release Blessings on Aaron. Oh, I received that. Uh huh. <laughs> Are you with me? And and so I'm tagging up with it. I'm tagging up with it, and that's huge. And so through the 21 days of of prayer and fasting, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm stepping boldly into the throne of God, and and God gives me a little bit of this. And I hate to use control; it's not the greatest word, but He gives me a little bit of control, saying, "Come on, I don't let the church stop me here. I want to blow the top off this thing. I want to do something big in in Southeast Texas, and I want this church to be in the middle of it. I want your family to be in the." middle of it but I need you to step in the gap and I need you to pray I need you to pray heaven to be loosed in this situation and then I also have the ability to pray some things and bind some things up God that is not your will I know that's not your will how do I know it that is completely against the word of God and so I'm going to bind that up in the name of Jesus Christ so if he gives me the ability to loose some things he also gives me the ability to bind some things and so there's some things that I'm going to say God that's fighting against the kingdom of God that's fighting against the will of God that's fighting against what you want to do it's fighting against your purpose it's fighting against your passion and and so I'm going to bind that up but God on the other heels of that let me say I'm not going to spend all my ministry and all my life binding I'm going to spend more time on the yes I'm going to spend more time loosen I'm going to spend more time loosen and God let great great wonderful things take place in the lives of believers in the church man what 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 happens if 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 we wake up in the morning and you start just praying God to Lord, I want you to bless my neighbor in church. I want you to bless the person that sits next to me in church. Call their name out. God, I want you to bless them. And this is how I want you to bless them. I want you to give them clarity in mind. I want you to give them clarity in their physical health. I want you to bless them financially. I want you to bless Pour it on them. I know it's Wednesday night and I'm a little bit too fired up and you're going, come on, dude. But it's the new year. We got to be a little fired up. Jesus has got to do something. Hallelujah. The time is drawing close. We're, 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 we're closer to the coming of God than we've ever been. I don't know when he's coming, but we're closer. <laughs> we're closer. The signs of the time are showing all. I mean, we're close. I don't know when it's gonna be, but I do know this, that he has let me, and I'm speaking of you, me, and you're just gonna have to get bold and say, you too? <laughs> <laughs> 
but he's let me be here for such a time as this because he entrusted me in the body of Christ to know I'm not gonna bury myself in a corner and act like I don't have any power and authority, but I'm coming out the corner, baby. Ain't nobody putting baby in the corner. I'm coming out of my corner and I'm loosened and I'm binding and I'm setting free because the power of God that he's given and placed inside of me. Oh, my God. I'm about to blow a top. <laughs> do you know what God is speaking to you right now? Hallelujah. If you, do you all know what God's speaking to you right now? I'm going to see. I'm going to give you a check. Would you stand with me? Come on, you my Wednesday night people. You my cream of the crop. Don't tell everybody else. <laughs> you, you my... You my Folks that sit around a fire and sing Kumbaya. Come on. Can I get a witness? If you're really getting what I'm getting or I'm talking about, turn around and lose something in somebody's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you pray for spiritual health on someone right now? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man, it's not going to hurt us. Let's try it again. You're right. It's a new year, a new thing. Pray, pray somebody, bless somebody physically right now. Would you do that? Just pray. Lord, I lose physical healing in their body. Lord, I believe that you want to heal them. By your stripes, we are healed. We know your word already speaks it. We know what your will is for the church. Now we're, we're, we're standing up. We're calling out that will, God. Lord, let healing come to somebody's body. Hallelujah. Lord, you have the cattle on the thousand hill. You're, you're, you're filthy rich, God. Bless somebody. Bless somebody. Bless somebody, Lord. God, you, you, somebody's physical health, somebody's mental health, somebody's emotional health. God, I bind up things that are destroying homes, but I loose healing and restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place here tonight. Amen? Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place here tonight. Hallelujah, I know it's Wednesday night. I know you've been working all week unless you're retired, but, but, I, but, but I know you're in this place and you're just going, I'm just barely made it, but God wants to let you know you're vital for the kingdom. Vital for the kingdom. Turn around to somebody and say, you're vital. You're vital for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. <laughs> Hey, hey, I used to, I, I was at Bible college. We had an old boy at Bible college. And uh, he'd walk into prayer room. He hadn't quite got freedom in a lot of areas. And we had a prayer room at the college. And I'd open the door to the prayer room, and there was an old boy that would pray in there, and he was loud. Because when we were in Bible college, we thought we had to scream all of our prayers. But this old boy really didn't get the memo that God can hear easy. And he screams so loud, praying all the time. Yeah! I mean, y'all, I'm telling you, it was big. And it wasn't a real big room. And this is what he said. 
I don't know what, who he was talking about, but he said, kill him, Lord. Kill him, Lord. God, kill him, kill him. Kill. Man, every time I walked in there, God, I don't know who it is. I just hope, hope it's not me. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a lot of people that that's all they can think of is kill him, God. But I want to say, I want the Lord to lose some blessings on some people. I want the Lord, I want the Lord to bless people. I want your life to be blessed. I want your family, I want your kids to come back home. I want your kids, I want your grandkids to be saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want, your, I want your mind to be set free. Oh, my God, my God. I, you may be seated for just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. So, the way in which God manifests himself to the world is meant to be through the body of Christ. Lord, I, I mean, I'm just, the, the way that God wants to manifest himself to the world is through the body of Christ. It's a really big statement I hope you get. The way that God wants to manifest, the way he wants to show out, the way he wants to be on display, the way that God wants to manifest himself to the world is through the body of Christ. That's why he gave you so much kingdom authority to be able to pray prayers that have direct meaning. That when you pray, something, you may not see it in the visual, but something is happening in the spiritual. I don't mean that every single thing you pray is going to line up with the will of God. That's not what I'm saying. That's why you got to be in the Word of God. I'm telling you, it's why you have to be in the Word of God because you really don't know how to pray, and I don't mean all the pretty words, but you don't really know how to pray to line up with the will of God unless you're in the Word of God because the Word of God begins to speak into you the will of God. He begin, it begins to line up, and all of a sudden when you feel that we call it alignment in the church. But when you feel that alignment, dude, right there, you can pray and just know you are in the vein. <laughs> and so I want to go back to the very beginning. I wanna, I'm going to go back to Genesis. And I, and I want to I hit right there a little bit. When God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam in his image, all right? And so, but he gave Adam what he called dominion. Everybody say dominion. He gave Adam dominion. He gave Adam dominion over the beast of the field. He gave it over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and all of nature. In other words, if I could say it in another way, he was the manager of God's creation. He was the manager of God's creation. But then something happened. A, a, a serpent came into the garden and tempted Adam and Eve, and Adam effectively relinquished the control or relinquished the dominion that God gave him of the earth. He relinquished dominion of the earth and gave it 
over to Satan's dominion. He, he handed it over, and so that Satan becomes the God, little g, not big G, not capital, but little g, he becomes the God of this world. So, if we're handing off things here, God hands off dominion to Adam. Adam, through the temptation in the garden, turned around and handed it off to Satan, and Satan took over dominion of this world. So, does Satan, so excuse me, Adam gave dominion to Satan, and that's why Jesus then steps in, and we see towards the end of the Old Testament, Jesus steps in to do what? You got it. He, he come to take it back. That's why in theology we call him the second Adam. Because so the second Adam came to restore what the first Adam lost. So the second Adam steps in and this is none other than Jesus. And he comes into creation as a human being, the, the creator of mankind comes as a creature. <laughs> if I can say it that way. He is the son of God eternally. But he come, becomes a man. And he comes on behalf of all of mankind to do something, and that is to wrestle the grip of Satan's dominion over the earth and take it back. Now, I'm going somewhere here. That's why, that's why he faces him in the wilderness in temptation, and that's why he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and then he goes to the cross, and then on the cross he binds the strong man and he strips away the authority over this universe. And through his resurrection, the power of his resurrection, he stands before his church. Now this is after resurrection. He, we call these scriptures that we're about, I'm about to tell you the Great Commission. And he stands before his church. It's after his resurrection. It's before his ascension. It's at the Great Commission Scripture. He's about to commission the church. And he stands before a church and he says this, all authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. He took it back, baby. But then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I got it back. I got it back. And now I want you to see what happens here. Dominion was given to Adam. Satan pulls it away, pinches it away, takes it away. Jesus gets it back. And then he gives authority to the church to go out in his name and build his kingdom. Y'all see what I'm saying there? You see the transfer of dominion, and then now he's handing into the church 
the dominion and the power to go build his kingdom. Go tear it up. Go baptize them this way. Go let this take place. Go make disciples. Sick them. He sicks, he sicks the church out to take off and he gives these great commission scriptures. And the church is central to this. It's huge. There is this wonderful, wonderful verse and it's a, a short verse and it's translated well, very well in the NIV and it goes like this. Ephesians 3.10, it says this. God's intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should make be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. God wants his power, God wants his authority to be manifested inside of the church so that demonic forces that have previously held ground cover all of the earth to know the power of God and this is how they're going to know my power. It's through the power of what you see me do through the church. Watch them go. Go get them, church. I'm by, I'll tell you what, greater exploits you will do than I have done. You all hear it? dominion. Come on, man. Go do something. Sick them. Get after them. I'm behind you. My name is behind you. You stamp it. I'm there. You pray it. I'm there. You call it out. I'm there. You bind it. I'm there. You loose it. I'm there. I'm on your team. You've got my, sh you've got my name attached all over you. Guess what? The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, I am now placed on you. I've You've got all the tools. You've got all the equipment. Your quiver is full. Sick them. Go get them. And we're watching Netflix. <laughs> we're watching YouTube all day. And he's going, my church, they will not know. I'm not gonna walk again like I did. I'm not gonna touch with my hands the blind eyes. I'm not gonna touch the broken blind hearts. I'm not gonna touch the lame and wound. I'm not gonna do it with my hands in the anymore. But I will tell you this, I am commissioning your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. I place on your hands power, on your hands authority. I place in your voice the anointing. I anoint your voice. I anoint your singing. I anoint your worship. I anoint the word of God that when you proclaim it, I'll be there to back you up and people will know they are disciples on how they love one another. If you love one another, if you hold one another, if there's unity in the body, I'm manifesting myself because there's nothing out there that loves any more than the church when the, the church is on fire for God. We're at our best when we're on fire for God. We're at, we're at our, I mean, we are the, we're red letter when we're on fire for God because and really what we're, when we're on fire for God, we understand the power and authority that we have within us. And I've made this statement a thousand times in 18 years and that is this, if we ever get the understanding 
and start living to the potential of what God wants us to live. I'm not saying you wake up every morning and go, oh, and you start singing during your chariots. I'm not saying that, but there is a a God-ordained authority in your steps in the day that you're praying, God, let me step where you want me to step. Let me say what you want me to say. Let me be where you want me to be. If I'm at the mall, I don't want to just be there shopping for something. I want to be shopping with a mission. I want to be shopping with a passion. I want to be, I know, God, we got to go through life. We got to do life. We got to do our thing. We got to pay our bills. We got to go to Walmart. We got to do, (laughs) even God knows you got to go to Walmart. But, 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 but everything you do, you do. God, let me step right into the middle of what you have. Let me step in the right place. Let me be pumping gas at the right spot. I was pumping gas a few weeks ago uh, across from Hard Bean there. I was pumping gas and I looked over and saw a man and he, hey, pastor, right? boom, boom, boom. I'll be at church and such and such. I mean, but right there, I was like, oh my God. I'm so glad I was getting gas right at that time. I mean, I'm just telling you this. You are in the middle of what. Don't ever take anything as a coincidence. Don't ever take any. You step into the middle of everything that God has called you to be, and you you use wisdom in that moment. Why? You're the hands and feet of God. You're his church. You're his body. You're the apple of his eye. You're the beloved. You're the beloved. In the, y'all know in the Song of Solomon, all the beloved, he's talking about the church. It's symbolic. All that didn't really happen. That's symbolic to the church. He loves his lover. He loves the church. He said, they're my beloved. Dude, I'm telling you, if you go through one stinking day thinking that God doesn't love you, if you go through one moment in life and thinking you're nobody, nothing, you know, no good for nothing and you shouldn't be in the church, boy, you have really got it all. Something is bound up in you that needs to be loosed because God's love is so abounding and so beloved for you. He is crazy about you. I mean, he's crazy about you. Just crazy about you. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I got eight minutes. And so, the Greek word, I'm going to try to kind of wrap it up with this. The Greek word in the New Testament for church, the Greek word for the word church in the New Testament is the word ecclesia. Ecclesia. Some people say it different. But listen to this. Listen to what it means. It means, literally, it means called out ones. He called you out, man. Ecclesia. You're the called out ones. And so I'm going to run back just real quick as I, I wrap start wrapping up, but the, the Greek mind of that day, the Greek mind in Christ's day, an ecclesia was, a, was an assembly of people set apart to govern a, the affairs of the state or the nation. It would be like um, Congress or the Senate or Parliament. Uh, if you're a ruling body like a, 
like what I'm mentioning here. So if maybe you can get a, a little picture. So when the Greek mind heard the word ecclesia, ecclesia, that's what they thought. And to the Romans, the ecclesia was a group set up to conquer a region. So they, they were like a senate or a parliament, but they were also set up to, to conquer a region for an empire. And then they would also be able to colonize that region. And after its culture that they were from, and so if they were moving to a new area, Rome, you know, Rome controlled so much of, of the world. And so when they moved into an area, the Roman Empire would use the ecclesia to move into an area and colonize that area to bring Rome to that area, to bring what Rome looked like, felt like, the culture to that area. They would bring the laws to that area. They would bring the, the blessings to that area. They were the ecclesia. They, they were to, to reflect the empire. So in the days of the Roman Empire, there were Roman colonies and then there were sorts of all places that were, that were just, uh, just set up to begin to uh, change and, 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 and bring the wheel into that area, the wheel of the empire into that area. <laughs> set up to bring the wheel of the empire got to get that man set up to colonize to bring the wheel of the empire to this new area to colonize it man. Jesus call in the New Testament us the ecclesia <laughs> the ecclesia you're the called out ones. And for us, we're the Parkway Life Ecclesia for the Southeast Texas. The called out ones. That he says, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want my church to do. I want you to bring, you're an ambassador from another country. You don't belong here. This is not your home. You're just a passing through. But you're here for just a little while to colonize, to bring the empire, what it believes in, what it stands for, the freedom of it, the glory of it, the power of it, the authority of it. I'm setting you in the middle of southeast Texas as my ecclesia my ambassadors from heaven and I'm going to give you so much kingdom authority so much kingdom authority that I'm going to let you control how fast I move that when you pray prayers you can lose things. You can lose things. You, you, you see, you're not just a commoner. You're not just a commoner on your job. Dude, 
I hate to use the word freaking, but you're a freaking missionary on your job. Whatever you do, you're there for such a time as this. There's no accident. There's no mistake. God didn't mess up. Even if you're going through Hades right now, you're in the middle of it. As an, he trusted you in that moment, and he, he said, go colonize that spot. You're my church. You're my ecclesia. Now go to town. You may be the only voice that they ever hear of me. You may be the only one they see me manifested through. Now sick them. I'll be behind you. You're going to hurt. But when you hurt, they're going to see me in you. When you have joy, they're going to see me in you. When you laugh and do it often, they're going to hear me in you. When you speak, the nature and the conduct of what you speak about and the things you talk about, they're going to see Christ in you, the hope. Come on, Ecclesia, would you stand with me? <laughs> and so he called us, man. You're the called out ones. You're the called out ones. Anybody learn anything tonight? Anybody ready to sick them? Just don't do it like that. Go out smiling. Go out living the, living the life. Go out and, 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 and my, big, my big statement, and I do it really for being silly, but it really is silly because it always throws everybody off. They say, how you doing? I said, man, I'm living the big life. I hear it almost every time. Well, I wish I was. <laughs> now, I'm really being funny when I do it because I just love to mess up people. Because I just hate to go, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I, 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 I got to be more creative than that. So, uh, yeah, I'm living the big life. Well, well, I sure, I sure wish I, you know. Bo, you are called. Do you know how many people are in the world? And you, you are in the presence of God tonight. You, you, he chose you, called you now. And sometimes I'm going, God, I don't know why you called me out. I mean, I don't know what you saw in me. But then if I'm real still, he starts speaking into me why he called me out. He builds me back up. I feel confidence again. I feel esteem, self-esteem. If I'm real quiet and real still, and I don't listen to the world, I listen to him, I know he, he pumps me into me. You're my kid. I know who you are. Know what I've called you to do. Sick them. Go do it. Go do it. In this measly little time you have called life that's as a fleeting moment, go do it, man. Make my name famous. And he's not just saying that to me, people. He's saying that to you. We're the ecclesia. Would you give the Lord just some love tonight? Amen. 
Come on, let this place just hum in prayer. I mean, just let the Holy Ghost just, Lord, I, Lord, we just, let, let us just, let our voices come out as a, just a, a, a voice of just a many waters as we're praying to him. God, we come out to you, Lord. We call out to you, Lord. We need, we thank you. We thank you for calling us, for, 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 for loving us and, and, and touching us and ministering unto us and being with us and holding us. And, oh, God, we love you so much. We love you so much. We love you so much. In Jesus' name.